Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to WDGS on your podcast station. How are you today? Well, if you're anything like me, I know that means you're thankful and grateful. Oh, my, my, my. Listen, this is what I want to share with you today. Before I tell you about reading and writing your book, I want to ask you this question. Will you please just take about three seconds, three seconds, and ask yourself this question. If you had to receive a million dollars to name three things in this world, in the world, that there are trillions of, just three. Name three things that there are a trillion of, not in the sky, not on the ground, just coexisting in the land. Three things that there are trillions of. I'm going to give you three seconds. Okay. Now, I'm sure if you're like me, you definitely name money. And the second one for me is people. And the third one is books. There are trillions of books. If you really just take just a few seconds and think about every single thing that has ever been made, even the things that God himself created, the stars, the sun, the moon, the planets, everything, there is a book. There's a book. There's a book somewhere. And then there are hundreds of books on the same topic, thousands of books on the same subject. There are books, books, books on every single thing that you can think of, from cars to houses, how to build, how to make, how to create how to do, how to, it's just books on everything. And and, and then when you throw in the children books to go along with the regular books, I'm just saying, there are trillions of books. So my question today, when I want to talk to you about reading and writing your book I want to talk to you about your physical book. Can you read and write your own book? How well do you know your own self? You know, we've heard the cliche that everybody has a story. And that is absolutely correct. Out of all the zillions and trillions of people in the world, everybody has a story. Now, just imagine if every human being wrote their own book that would definitely outnumber the the uh probably the the people because some people will write a book about everybody in their family and the babies unborn if that was an assignment but on this particular episode I want to speak with you about reading and writing your own book Now, my grandmother used to always say when I was growing up, never judge a book by its cover. 
And when she said that, she wasn't literally talking about the book that was presented with ink and paper. She was telling me that about people. Never judge a book by the cover. So when I talk to you today about reading and writing your book, then that's reference to you. So if I picked up your book for every life that God has graced you to live, let's consider those as chapters. And if you can write for every single chapter of your life, your own book, do you think you will sit down and read it yourself? Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Oh, you feel where I'm going with this. If you don't want to sit down, and I mean you got to list everything you can recall and remember, all the good and the bad, if you had to write your own life story. I don't want just the highlights of just all the things that you feel you achieved and rewarded. But what about those things in your life that somebody know you did and they know what you did and it wasn't the right thing to do? What about those times that every time you told a lie, would you write that in the book? Because, see, when we talk about reading our own selves, that's the most important thing to your own self be true. Otherwise, your book will not only be a fiction, I mean a factual book, it'll be it'll be a book of fiction. Then that's a lie on top of a lie. Hello. <laughs> Cause fiction's a stuff that's not true. So if you're writing your own life story, you want to write the truth. And when you read your own truth, do you think that somebody would buy it, borrow it, bring it to the table, and put it in a, uh, in a group with books? You know, those, those, those book clubs? When I talk about writing your book for every chapter, let me tell you something about me. I had to rewrite my chapters. And our chapters is the table of contents. And that becomes the imprint of who we are on our journey. When my grandmother said, never judge a book by the cover, I remember she gave me this example. And she asked me to go and pick an encyclopedia off the bookshelf. And then she asked me to bring her, we had this big, thick Webster Dictionary. I remember it was this funny aqua-like blue or bluish color, but it was very raggedy, the outside. So my grandmother asked me this question. When I first asked her the question, when she said, never judge a book by the cover, I asked her, what did that mean? Because I didn't make the connection. I was too young. And she asked me to bring her those two books. She said, now, which one of these books, you know, she old school, is good reading? That's the way she, she said it. And I said, well, I thought probably the encyclopedia because it was this beautiful, pretty red, black, 
and it had a little trim on the on the on the on the binder across each the uh, top and bottom of each letter that was in gold. So my grandmother asked me, "Okay, well, why did you pick it?" I said, "Well, because it's pretty." And she said, "But how much do you think you can learn from this one book?" Because you know, encyclopedias like you pick a letter. The primary letters, you know, is one thick book. So it's just all the letter A. All these things in the letter A. But in the dictionary, they had information from A to Z. So therefore, there would be more that I could learn from that dictionary. The probability than that one encyclopedia from one letter. But you know, I learned a lesson very young. I picked something because of the way it looked on the outside. So when you write your book, how will it read? Does it read about your profile on the outside? But what about the inside? Does it, does it, is it good reading? Oh, God help me today. Or is it just like the encyclopedia? It's just pretty to look at. Because on the inside, there's a limitation. I want to speak to you today about writing your book. Whatever your age right now today, that's how many chapters are already written in your book. And out of all of those chapters, how many of them? Have you wrote on purpose, your predestined purpose? See, even the Bible, it is written for us to live on purpose. God created the Bible as an instructional tool for us to live by. And if we live by that Bible, that means we're living on divine purpose. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. That means we're living on divine purpose. That's why the scripture says, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. That's why the scripture says, in order to be a true Christian, we must die daily to the person who we think we are. So when you write your book, as they say, give me a profile of yourself. What would you write about? Will it be about your house, your car, your clothes, all the material things? I call them apparatus. Because they're material things that we handle. And do you really believe that your predestined purpose was for just for those apparatus? Just for those things? See, there's more to life from your book. And you are a book of life. Whatever you manifest in your choices, whatever you manifest in your decisions, all that is included in your chapters. If you are 21 years old, whatever you encountered between 20 and 21, that's what's included in your chapter. And that's why at this point in time, as I'm constantly writing my own story through the life that I live now, 
I want my contents to be full of things that I know will matter. Because material things, they come and they go. And as you sit down to read the pages, because we already know cars are going to change. Even the style of furniture has changed. You know, from old school to new school, there's a lot of what they call modular furniture. And and, and then there's hairstyles have changed. Everything keeps changing. And therefore, when you write your book, would it be a substance that will entice the reader when you write your book? I like to appeal to you today to really meditate on that. And see, the worst thing you can do as a writer of a book is not read your own book. Hello? When you cannot read your own information, that means there's going to be an interpreter. Those the busybody people that talk about you and, and, and tell your life story the way they see it or the way you show it or the way it's been written. And sometimes people may be stuck in your chapter 21 and you're down in chapter 50. So they haven't got to the good part. But at least know that there is a good part. But I think the greatest disservice you can do as your own author to the book of your life is not be able to read your own writing. Because then that's just like saying you don't know your own self. You can't understand your own self. If somebody else can read your book that you can't even read, that means that somebody else would know you better than you know your own self. That's why it's important to write your story through your choices. Write your story through your conduct and your character. Write your story. Because if you don't know how to write your story, through the manifestation of your conduct and character. Trust me, somebody else will. And then we want to get offended because you know, when you write a book, they're going to always have critics. Hello. And critics criticize all kinds of books. But as we are human living books, they do the same with us. But see, the beauty of it is long as you can tell your story better than somebody else. Long as you can read your own handwriting that's on the wall better than somebody else. Because if somebody else can tell your story better than you, they can read your life better than you. Then that means it's time for you to really pay attention to the contents that's in the table, the table of contents. It's time to really sit down and examine yourself and examine your ways. I just know that I had did a previous podcast and I just finished listening to it. And as I was listening and you know, this is me, I thought about some pointers that I should have pointed out. I thought about some clarity that I should have clarified because sometimes, you know, when people can't understand our speech, 
It's almost like people who can't understand the Bible. And there are a lot of people. The Bible is one of the most sold books in the entire genre of books in the whole world. The Bible still ranks number one seller. But yet, even though the Bible is so profound, check this out. There are still a lot of people who read it and cannot comprehend it. Hello. And trust me, there'll be people who try to read your life, but they won't be able to comprehend you either. When you're in a spiritual place, the only people can read you is people who worship God in spirit and in truth. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. You can forget about the people that are always perplexed about your past, your present. And they don't have a clue about your future because neither of us do. But the reason they're so perplexed about your past and your present, because they don't, they're not on one accord with you. Listen, if you're writing your book and your book of your life, you're moving in divine purpose. That means you're worshiping God through your conduct and your character. That means that people can only understand you when they're in that same spirit. And they definitely have to be honest people in truth. And when you write your book in spirit and in truth, by a living example, just like the Bible, they won't comprehend comprehend it and they won't comprehend you because they got to get in a spiritual place to understand you. They got to get in a truthful place to understand you. So listen, don't worry about those individuals. Because like I said, they can't even comprehend God's word because they're not in that place. So as you write your story and you're able to read your story, let it be one where you are writing from a divine purpose. Because it is then that you've really made the correct imprint and footprint That one day when you leave this earth, and one day we all will leave, which day? I don't know. But one day. It may be 50 years from now, but it'll still be one day. Make no mistake. That one day will be one day. But what's most important when that day, of that day, what will your story be? Will it be a legacy that you can leave a footprint In the sand for somebody to say, that person was a great spirit. That person was a great soul. You know, one of the things they do, even at people home going, they always say, sign the book of legacy. That's the imprint of your life, the legacy. But one thing, you can have a legacy But everybody is not a legend. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Everybody's legacy is written, but it doesn't mean they are a legend. So what will your story be? What will it be full of? How will people read you as messy, troublesome, confusion, or loving and kind and strong and courageous. How will your story read? 
you are a living book. Every human being is a living book. Remember that. Everybody who you look at, that's why I be so perplexed sometimes when I listen to people and I see people and I hear people and they manifest their living book. Some people living book is full of brawling, full of, 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 of combativeness, full of murmuring, full of complaining. And this is how they'll be remembered because that's how they write their story. Hello. The, the story reads always confused, never can make a decision, always off balance. I mean, how will your story read? And if you can't write a story that you will enjoy reading. See, if you had to write your own book and your book says, well, all I remember about this, I'm confused. I'm perplexed. I'm always murmuring, complaining, and whining. And I got to call a hundred people to make one decision. And it's concerning myself. But I can't even make a decision for myself. I'm wavering. I say one thing and then I switch my mind. Not tomorrow. Not tonight. But in the next five minutes. How will your book of life read? Is the question. And once you read it yourself, do you think that's the legacy you want to leave behind? Because you only can write your own book. Trust me, even though other people may write an autobiography of somebody else, but they still don't know all the details. They only know what a person relate to them. But you know your own truth that's up in your own head if you can think logically. You know the difference between right and wrong. You know what's a fact and a fiction, I hope. Because your book is not a fairy tale. Your book is a true life living person. So as you write your book of your life, the book of life, make sure it's a book that you don't mind reading. And on that note of just explaining to you how to read and write your book, think about it. Think about it. Because the cover Yes, can be enticing. They are beautiful people. They fix up, dress up, make up. But once you start in that reading, it may really make a person just not even feel well, be well. What are they going to learn from it? What are they going to walk away and take from your life story that was good and wholesome and sustaining? Those are the questions you want to be certain of when you write your book of life and you leave it as a legacy to be read. And on that note, may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires. And may you decide to write the best story of your life in the rest of the chapters 
that you have left by being the best that you know how to be. And when you don't know how to be the best, let me tell you the best solution. He who lacks wisdom, let them ask. Ask God to help you write better chapters in your life. And he'll give you that freely. He won't even charge you. He said he'll give you wisdom freely if you ask. And once you ask God for wisdom, listen, you must pass the test and practice putting the wisdom into action. It's more than just receiving it, but you have to act out wisdom. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. And until the next podcast upload, I humbly appreciate you as you download this podcast. I really do. And God continuously let it resonate in your heart, mind, and spirit to be transformed by the renewing of your mind in your book of life. God bless. Amen.